Hi, everybody, and welcome to PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops. I'm Rick Nelson, AASHTO's PSYCOP Coordinator. For those of you that don't know, PSYCOP is AASHTO's Winter Maintenance Technical Service Program. We're supported through yearly contributions by state DOTs with an interest in advancing winter maintenance. Those contributions fund the technology transfer efforts of PSYCOP, including PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops. The PSYCOP website at psychop.transportation.org is a great resource for winter maintenance, and you can access all the PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops episodes at psychoptalkswinterops, all one word, dot com. On this episode, we want to continue the discussion we started in our last episode when we were talking about timely and accurate forecasts with Jeff Williams at the Utah DOT. Many years ago, the Utah DOT took the initiative with the National Weather Service to coordinate the delivery of the most effective messaging to motorists about winter storms and the impacts they'd have on their travel. The goal was to provide actionable information about how winter storms would affect the highways with enough time that would-be travelers could make alternative plans. So on this episode of PSYCOP Talks Winter Ops, we've got Paul Pisano, FHWA team leader uh, for road weather and work zone management. Hi, Paul. How are you today? I'm great, thanks, Rick. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty darn good. We want to to talk a little bit about what FHWA has been doing lately. I, I, I know I was sitting here sort of trying to get ready for uh, our visit today, and it, it struck me that we've been working together for, golly, 18 to 20 years. I I remember going back to uh, some workshops where you all were working on the uh, Surface Transportation Weather Decision Support Requirements Project, uh, the old Switzer project. And uh, boy, it sure seems like we've come an awfully long way over those over those years. Yeah, it has been a great time. And, and many years, and, and I think a lot of a lot of great work has happened over the course of those twenty some odd years. You know, the thing that that strikes me the most when I think back to to that Switzer project, and I I remember Andy Stern. He used to say, "Switzer shaken, never stirred," and uh, we all got quite a chuckle out of that. But wh- I think what was really unique about that whole project was the relationship that began to develop between uh, the meteorological community and, and the maintenance community. I, I agree completely. I think that was there, that was there was such a need to build that bridge, and it really it did start there, not only with uh, our colleagues in the, at the National Weather Service, but with the academic community, the National Center for Atmospheric Research, and, and some of the other national labs associated with NOAA, it, it was a perfect opportunity and a really great time to, to build upon uh, those relationships. <clears throat> well, and, and you know, the, the connection between the, the meteorological community and, and the maintenance community is so important. You, you know, in a, in a previous podcast episode, we were talking with Jeff Williams, and the, the kind of program that they've developed there in Utah with uh, having their meteorologists sit right in their traffic management center and, and providing this input one-on-one. I mean, it's, it's really like the, the shining example of, of what possibilities there are. They really are. The, the folks in Utah DOT and, and the, the relationship they have with the National Weather Service, the meteorological services they have in-house as well is 
a perfect example of what we would like to see happen across the country when it comes to enabling our partners within the State Department of Transportation to manage the, the system as safely and effectively as possible. The, um, <clears throat> you know, what grew out of that whole Switzer project, uh, the MDSS project and, you know, the, the advanced models and, and all of that really goes a long ways towards, you know, improving the way maintenance does their business you know, with the whole Arwis thing and the use of liquids and uh, different strategies. But, it, you know, there's two pieces to this puzzle, right? There's all the science that goes into winter maintenance, but we have this motorist community out there that not only do we have to, you know, when we're out plowing the roads and, and doing those kinds of things, we, we've got these motorists right alongside of us, and they really are an integral part of this whole winter maintenance program. You know, we sort of hit on it a little bit with the with the recent National Academies project, their their report on social and behavioral sciences. Yeah, the that's exactly right, and and I mean, it starts with you know, a safe and effective and efficient transportation system starts with the agencies that are responsible for operating and maintaining it, but it also, like you say, extends to the to those who use the system as well, and each of these different groups of people have different decision support needs, and that's what we learned certainly through the Stwitzer and Maintenance Decision Support System effort, which is developing a system that is going to be most useful for the maintenance community on how to help them make the most effective decision decisions on when to deploy their resources, what to apply, where, how much, all of that sort of stuff, and it's a whole different set of decisions that the travelers need to make in terms of when they should travel and where they should travel and what a safe speed is. All of that requires a different set of information, and that's something that we've learned through the through all of these activities that providing the right information at the right time in the right format for the right decision is, is that's the heart of road weather management, and that's the heart of what we've been working on uh, for all these years and how to, how to develop those products for each of the different decision makers, and, and certainly within the, the uh, on the Switzer and MDSS side, we've really focused on the maintenance side, but have expanded that now to the other other communities. And so, I think that's maybe a, a good lead-in to start talking about this Pathfinder project a little bit. It's part of Everyday Counts. It's um, what is it? It's Weather Savvy Roads, right? It's a it's a the, mm-hmm. a two piece thing. Weather Savvy Roads. Right. Well, Pathfinder actually started goes back prior to the to everyday counts. Uh, the and actually it really started. It wasn't called Pathfinder at the time, but it started by our our colleagues in Utah during for the 2002 Winter Olympics, where they really focused on getting the right information out to the to the traveling public and worked and built that relationship with the National Weather Service to develop the, these clear and concise and consistent messages about how weather is going to affect the roads. We worked then with we, both the National Weather Service uh, and Federal Highway Administration worked with our partners in, in Utah to document that and capture it and what that became is Pathfinder. And that's what, that was the name we gave to this whole process and, and this whole um, activity of, of 
building upon these relationships between the State Departments of Transportation and, and the National Weather Service forecast offices to um, take that to the next level to make a, to, to provide that even better information. And so when we once we had this solution packaged up as Pathfinder and we're start ready to start promoting it beyond the boundaries of, of Utah, we saw this opportunity through Everyday Counts, which is a federal highway uh, program that's really is, is building on an, a state-based model to identify and rapidly deploy proven but underutilized innovations. And so there was this opportunity to utilize that, op that program to help us get the word out and help to spread um, the deployment of this solution across the country. And under this, this is, we're currently under round four of everyday counts running through the period of January 2017 through December of 2018 to work with um, our partners to, to go through that deployment process. So the way everyday counts works is the states actually get to vote on, on the projects and suggest projects. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. They they are given a, a suite of solutions. In the case of Everyday Counts 4, there were 11 different innovations that we were promoting, and then the states had the opportunity to sign up. And we actually had um, 16 states sign up to deploy Pathfinder under Everyday Counts. And, and so now we are actively working with them to help them go through that process. And so what you're doing with your, you and your team is to, to help push that technology out to the other states. Exactly. Again, we're all about helping the states deploy what they want to deploy. Yeah, I know. When I was with the uh, Nevada DOT, we were we were involved in several rounds of, of everyday counts, and uh, there's there's really some good stuff comes out of there, and and uh, certainly weather savvy roads and and pathfinders no uh, no exception. So what what's the what is the goal of Pathfinder? The the goal of Pathfinder is that it, it's to help modify driver behavior to improve mobility and safety by um, or through the coordination and collaboration between the National Weather Service, transportation agencies, and the transportation agencies' support contractors to provide, again, clear, concise, and consistent information to the travelers about how the weather is going to affect the roads. We, we talked when, again, to go back to the old MDSS days, we talked about swivel chair integration where the maintenance managers would look at 10 different weather forecasts and look out the window and look at their road weather information systems and have to try to process all of these, these different inputs and figure out what do I do about it? What do I need to, do I need to treat my roads? Well, it's the same thing with the traveling public. When they get multiple sources of information about how the weather is going to play out and how it might affect them, it's really difficult to figure out what to do next if those messages are not consistent. So Pathfinder is all about the, the two key agencies, the National Weather Service and the state DOTs, to work together so that the information that each is presenting is, is consistent with the other so that, that it creates a a clearer picture for the traveling public so they're able to make a more effective decision. <clears throat> yeah, and, I, and, and those, those messages are, like you say, they're impact-based, they're actionable kinds of messages so a motorist will know what to expect when they go out, not to, just that it's going to be raining or it's going to be snowing, but 
what their what their right, commute might be like. Exactly. What what is the impact of that weather event going to be on the roads and, and on my particular travel? That's exactly what what we're focusing on. Yeah, and and I think this this whole idea of a consistent message is so important. Uh, it's like every DOT that's out there has their own traveler information system, their own five one one system, and and they're putting putting messages out um, either like on the phone or the internet or or uh, by social media or whatever it is that that they're doing and having that same kind of message put out by some other sources i think is really important exactly and then what also happens is that other media outlets pick up on what the the dot and the national weather service are tweeting and posting on facebook so the message gets carried even more broadly than what they are able to do so i so i guess the a, a question that that begs answering is does it work what it, kind of it, yeah. What kind, yeah, I mean, Utah's seeing some results, right? What, like what? They have, yeah. So, so they again, the, the folks out in Utah did some surveys after uh, a couple of weather events, uh, and took a, a very formal and structured process to reach out to the traveling public to find out what they did. Uh, did they change their behavior? And in fact, they discovered that um, after. They were going through this process of providing again these these consistent messages between the between the weather service and the DOT that um, 62 percent of travelers changed their schedule, 22 percent changed the route that they were going to that they that they drove, 13 percent decided not to travel at all, and six percent used mass transit. So they're they're making these changes, and, they, and when they they have you know, when they have the ability to make the change, they're doing it because they're getting the right information. And we 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 also saw in um, in Utah that there um, for one one particular event, they saw a 43% drop in volume traffic volume for in an evening commute because people were making changes in their travel, and they also saw a shift in people were able to move their departure time an hour or two earlier to avoid a weather event that was coming in that afternoon. So the the the, the results are there to show that, that people listen and it changes their behavior. Well, and, and, and probably the more that they use it, the more they trust it and come to rely on it, I bet. I, I think that's absolutely right. You know, we we have to recognize that most of the time we're talking about forecasts. Forecasts have some degree of uncertainty to them, um, but and so there, so there is the occasion that, that they don't quite get it right. Um, but people, as they get build, as they hear the messages and build up, build the confidence up in it in, in the system, they're able to know uh, what to do about it. And and you know, sometimes again, it may not be perfect, but at least it's getting information out there so people can be better prepared. So to to sort of carry on with the discussion here just a little bit that's important to the dot for a couple of reasons i guess in in my mind it's if you've got travelers that might not be as prepared as they should be uh off the road or or making smarter choices that that makes life easier for the dot and and it also makes the commute that much safer right Exactly. So there's benefits both to the traveling public as well as to the agencies who are responsible for managing the system. So the drivers, if if they're taking a safer route uh, or avoiding driving in a uh, adverse weather under adverse weather conditions, then 
they're more likely to get to the destination uh, and, and, and do what they need to do. But at the same time, when they change their schedule, and then, the, and then the, for, for example, a snow event comes in with, with reduced volume, it enables the, the, the DOT to get their trucks out there and do what they need to do. So everybody benefits. So one of the things that, that we did sort of to get, get ready for this, this podcast is we talked a little bit about some reasons why a state DOT should be a Pathfinder or participate in this Pathfinder program. And the, the program's actually been going now for a little while, and more and more states are, are getting engaged in this, in this Pathfinder project, this Everyday Counts project. I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to give some like point-blank reasons if, if you had a DOT that was sort of on the fence. Uh, do I want to be a participate in this Pathfinder project or not? Or here's here's a chance to say, okay, here's the the five or six things uh, you should really be compelled to to become a Pathfinder state. Give give me a good reason to be a Pathfinder. Yeah, I don't know. You're really going to test my salesman skills here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> The, the, there, there, there are, I, I think, a good six reasons why a, a agency, a state DOT, would want to embrace Pathfinder and work with with their weather service partners and their and their contractors to to become a Pathfinder state. Uh, number one is improved information flow. Uh, it just means that that you have more informed de- decision making. Um, second. It, it, when you encourage consistent weather messages to the public, the travelers are getting the right information and, and clearer information to make more effective decisions. Yeah, that I, then leads. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I just, man, I just wanted to follow on with that because you, you had said something earlier about, um, you know, other outlets grabbing this this message. <clears throat> you know, it's coming from the DOT and it's coming from the National Weather Service. It, it ends up in uh, local media, and then it goes to social media, and then and the next thing you know, when you call your brother Bill and say, "Geez, I'm thinking about going to the mall this afternoon. What do you think?" and he says, "No, oh, this is what I've heard. What roads are going to be terrible? I think maybe we should stay home." Uh, I, that that trickle of information, I think, is is really a benefit to the, to this whole thing. Absolutely, and again, the whole social media environment that we live in makes it that much easier to to get those messages out so when the, when you start with the right message in the first place um, then you're you're just bound to to ripple out into um, to to reach the others who you really want to try to get to yeah okay i I think you were on to number three there yeah yeah so the, I think the third one is just again it, it it ultimately becomes down to improve mobility and safety. So when the public has that information, they're making safe decisions, they're making efficient decisions. It, it results in smoother traffic flow, safer commutes. Yeah, everybody sort of has a different perception of risk. Uh, I know there's some folks out there that, you know, when when they start hinting about the possibility of a snowstorm, uh, they're stocking up on bread and all those important life-saving things and because they're going to hole up, right? And then there's another group that says, oh, uh, the government's shutting down, the storm's raging, and, and it's like, oh, well, geez, let's head up to the slopes, you know, and take advantage of some time off. <laughs> right, exactly. And you and you, we certainly recognize that there are a lot of different people out there with a lot of different reasons and needs to travel. But but the what you're talking about, uh, I'm going through that right now because I'm planning to get together with a bunch of friends for dinner Saturday night, and they're calling for 
snow on Saturday night. But it's and so, you know, we're already having to make this call. Like, uh, we're we gonna we wanna bail on this. And we, thankfully, it's <laughs> a leisure event. You know, it's Saturday night dinner with friends. If we have to postpone it to another time, that's easy enough for us to do. But it, but we have that option, and we're doing that because we're getting good information. Right. And so, um, yeah. And you should have the inside track on that too, right? <laughs> I, I've got I've got the phone number of the guy at the weather service. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and and uh, I I think we were we were about to uh, to number four uh, about the uh, improving operations efficiency right. and we talked about that a little bit earlier too. Exactly. Yeah. So again, not only does it does the, it help the driver, but it helps the agencies themselves, particularly when you're talking about these winter events and their ability to more effectively uh, manage the system because everybody else is getting the right message. Right. Definitely. Yeah. Another another reason, it's cheap to implement. It it, it really is. It's a, it's a no cost option. For agencies, it, the, the, or I would say, the only investment is of the time to work to work together with your partners uh, and to find the uh, the most effective way to to, to share that information. Um, so it, it's just a matter of coordination. Um, there's it's not a a um, there's no need to make an investment in a, any complex technology. Um, it's just all about enhancing. The, the relationships that are that are probably there already, and moving rather than from just a one-way source of information of a forecast coming from the weather service to the DOT, but making that a two-way communication where the DOT goes back to the weather service and says, "Yeah, we see this event coming. Here's what we know about it based on what we know about the roads and what we're going to be saying," so that the weather service can take that information and they can can use that to help them. In, figure out what they want to put into their products and services. Yeah. Like you mentioned, you don't have to buy anything. You, you need a telephone, right? But what's really so hard about the whole thing is you have to actually talk to somebody and be willing to listen to what they've got to say. And and so even though it's it's inexpensive to implement, it does take, how can I say it? It's It, it takes commitment and, and a motivation to reach out and talk to other folks. Yeah, and and we we've, we've seen this, and and just really how how a good working relationship can be, uh, again, and, and with the, with the folks in Utah when when there is something coming out, and they're on and the weather service is on the conference call with the DOT and the DOT's contractors, and they're all you know, and you've got a lot of really smart people all looking at these forecasts and there's maybe a difference of interpretation and they you know and they may not all agree and and yet they still find the way to to work through it and figure out okay based on on what we're all thinking is going to happen what do we need to tell the the, the traveling public and so um that's that's an again an example of a really strong and healthy relate working relationship across all of these key players yeah and it's it's so important to keep the the end goal in mind right and that's to to give people the the safest commute or transportation experience that that they can have. Yes, exactly, exactly. But to get to certainly the last reason, which is the the, the benefits are are there, and and we've talked about it. It, it. When when you implement Pathfinder and get it right, the people listen, and we see changes in their behavior, and that's going to ultimately result in again a safer and more efficient transportation network yeah so the so the benefits 
<laughs> of talking <laughs> to the other uh, forecasting, the rest of the forecasting community and getting your message straight is that people are safer in the end. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I think those are some some very compelling reasons why every state should should be a pathfinder state. I know it's it's not easy. Some states have multiple uh, National Weather Service forecast office that that they have to deal with and and all of that. But but I think the benefits are are certainly uh, worthy. Yes, and and again, as under the Everyday Counts Weather Savvy Roads Initiative, we're here to help coordinate that process and help to. Uh, help agencies uh, work through uh, the the various steps that it takes to to implement it and and to become a pathfinder state. <clears throat> so what we'll do is uh, we'll post some links uh, to some material that that you all have there at FHWA about pathfinders. So so the folks listening to Psychop Talks Winter Ops will will have a resource and and the ability to reach out and get some additional information and. Uh, if it's okay with you, we'll put your contact information up there as well, and and they can uh, reach out directly. Does that sound okay? That sounds great. Well, Paul, thank you so much for uh, agreeing to participate in our podcast uh, for this episode and and talking to us about Pathfinder. I, I think there's some really super good stuff coming out of FHWA and, and your team, uh, and this is just one of the many projects that you all have got going, so... Hopefully, some other stuff comes to fruition. We'll be able to get you back on and and talk about that as well. Thanks, Rick. It's been it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you, Paul, and thanks for listening as Psychop Talks Winter Ops. <laughs>